Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to SSG Speaks, the podcast that takes you inside the walls of Camelot. Meet the knights that made sword and shield gaming what it is. So pour yourself a flask of your favorite mead and join us for an inside look at the fine folks that sit at the round table. everybody welcome to ssg speaks we are going to be interviewing our very own ssg gambit here and i have a special guest with me ssg mania is going to help me do the hosting and uh grill and get all the questions in here yeah i don't know why gambit drew the short straw to have me but here we (laughs) are hand chosen my friend hand chosen you know how to make a guy so special all right so we will start off then and We'll say, how did you find SSG? I think we, you know, we've done enough of these where we've talked around and about each other. But, but what, what was yeah. your, you know, your individual path to SSG and or, you know, as we've talked about, like the TTL and the Allies for the Win network? Yeah, um, I actually, uh, I had my own little thing going back in the Halo Two days when, uh, when you can make your own clans. I had a little clan called the House of M. There were twenty of us, I believe. That's and a Marvel we... reference, right? Yes, yes it is. Um, that is Magneto's. It's a great storyline. But anyway, I digress. But we had a we had a little uh, thing that we played Halo 2 all the time. You know, just kind of fucking around and having a good time with it. And then Halo 3 came around and that didn't have that feature. And that was really the only way we kept in contact with each other. And I had just started a new job that uh, had a one Mr. Griffin uh, working there with me. And he said, hey, you know, you, you game. Why don't you come stop by the the forums? You know, I'm I'm an ally for the win right now and trying to get a membership, yada yada. And so I did. He got membership within I think within a few weeks, and I was stuck with you fools. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we played every night and we had a good time with it. So um, you know, the the splitting of um, SSG and the Howling Commandos. I went with the Howling Commandos within within a couple weeks of that. I think we merged and became full-fledged SSG. So that's short, sweet, and simple. Well, I mean, I don't know how simple that is, but what, what are these Howling Commandos? Now, for those who don't know, I've only been part of SSG <laughs> for like a few years comparatively when we talked to Gambit, so he's talking stuff I don't know. Uh, for me, for anybody else, what, what are we talking about when we say split and the Howling Commandos? So the allies for the win were the TTL... Um, uh, the the prospects essentially, mm-hmm. and we played together every Monday night. It was Monday night Halo, and you know a number of nights throughout the week we'd get on and, and play with the allies. It was just it was our little little group as it was, and then both Ghost and Jay had the idea at pretty much exactly the same time to split off and make their own little clans since membership to TTL was an extremely hard one thing, and they weren't really getting members in anyway, so. Ghost broke off with a few other people, made Howling Commandos, and then Jay broke off with a few people, made SSG. It was like within a day of each other. Yeah, it was so, crazy. Oh, okay. So okay. I hung out with the Howling Commandos. Nothing ever happened. I saw start, stuff start happening on SSG. I said, Ghost, you know, we might want to think about this. And so we did. And then here we are. Oh, okay. So uh, how is SSG different than all the other clans that you were a part of back in the day? I love SSG, man. That <clears throat> I will forever be... SSG. Um, this has been my my online family from day one. 
You guys are awesome. I've gotten so much time and so much joy out of hanging with you guys and, and meeting some of you. And it's just, it's awesome. I, I, every other group I've been a part of online has always been very, you know, they, they're just there to game together. We're here to hang out with each other. And actually I, I know you guys and that's the biggest difference in the world. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's, it, it, it's so cool. And I, you know, we've, we've talked about it, you know, on the podcast and, and obviously all of us in the, in the group privately. And I don't know specifically what makes us that unique, right? Is it other than just the, the members themselves, you know, like we, you know, we, we built a community a certain way, right? When, when we were there and, and founded it. And I think you were there early enough gambit to help kind of shape, oh, for sure, know, help shape everything. And, and, you know, we all had kind of come from, you know, in those early days, like you said, we came from the roots of TTL um, and very much, you know, made ourselves in their in their image and then kind of decided anything we wanted to change or, or shape. But, you know, that, that family orientated message and feeling is just something that, that I think everybody has, which is awesome. And I, yeah. I couldn't have hoped for, you know, something like that, you know, so it's it's pretty great. I know. I know, uh, Gambit. You and I have talked about maybe getting mat- matching uh, SSG tattoos in the past. So, dude, so who I'm knows? still down. I'm in. Let's yeah, you this. guys. SSG has a heartbeat, and yeah. it's it's evident. So that's that's really the biggest difference. A hundred percent, and I can agree with that. And my like, I, I I agree with the fact that I can't quite put my finger on it either. But SSG is is really. We, we bring the good game into real life, right? It's, it's good friends. It's good family. It's it's good interaction. And I think that's really what it is, in my opinion. Yes. Your humble opinion. <laughs> well, yep. I don't know. I'm getting better at the humbleness <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> I didn't say humble. <laughs> yeah. Humble brag about that. Jeez. Maybe right? I will. You know? <laughs> oh, man. So what do you think, um, you know... Uh, being one of the longest standing members here in SSG, wh- what was one of your most like memorable moments that you had, you know, in person, online? You know? uh, well, <clears throat> the lands certainly rank very, very high on that list. So how many have you been to? I have had the privilege of going to two of them, um, Chicago and Vegas. Okay. Nice. Chicago was actually where we met for the first time face to face. That is correct. That was a good yep. time. That was, that was awesome yeah i'm really and sad I, I missed uh, that one yeah me too i drug my wife along for that and uh she vowed to never come to another one because <laughs> <laughs> we're all a bunch of nerds <laughs> right and uh yeah then vegas just happened last year and that was god that was awesome it was really something i think about it almost every day i feel like yeah like, it yeah was it's, just it's a constant so good well, guys, it is about that time of the year where we got to start thinking about the next one, right? We do. <laughs> yeah, never mind the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry about it. We'll be six feet apart. We'll just have to get a big enough rental. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. So, I don't know. I will say, though, that that showed me how frustrating Fusion Frenzy can get when you busted that out, Gambit. <laughs> oh, fuck that game. You are welcome. The, Dude, I my, my favorite game was game. the Tower of the Spiral Run. That was, yeah. that was badass. I love that part. It's called Twisted System. Anyone Ooh. that has access to Fusion Frenzy, I got you. I will beat you in that every single time. Well, if you're part of, I of love humble. that game. If you're part of SSG, <laughs> you better have an OG Halo 1 disc because it's on there. Oh yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Yep, that's the first time I played it. Yep, it was a, a demo on the disc. 
Yeah, there were five games, and that was one of them. It's true. So, I mean, like, speaking about you being really good at everything, anybody who's known you for five seconds knows that you love Halo Reach Racing. Hell now, yes. Now, my question is, other than the fact that I can beat you with my eyes closed, Ooh. That's, <laughs> that's a lie, guys. He's really good. That is a challenge. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> but where did that one come from? I mean, was racing, like, always something, like, in your blood, so to speak? Or, or did Halo Reach come out with great mechanics, and that's where you got the love of it? A little bit of both. I have always been a huge fan of racing games because I get them. They, like, I am not great at first-person shooters. I'm well aware of this. <laughs> I can drive a digital car like nobody's business. I what don't know a why. Real car? Yeah, yeah, I can do that as well. I just don't have the opportunity <laughs> to do the crazy shit I can do in a video game. <laughs> that's true. See, that's why I like Need for Speed. Everybody and not like... be in jail. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Oh, all right. yeah, well, any like racing it. game, I'm all about it. I'm all over it, and I love the challenge of somebody throwing down. Have you, ever, kind of thing. have you ever used, like, a racing wheel or anything like that? No, I hate them. Really? Yeah, they're terrible. I, I think they're fun as hell. I love going to the arcade, and, like, even if it's, like, a Mario Kart game, but you got the well, whole set yeah, up there. In that scenario, they're fantastic because that's what the game is made for. Uh, racing true. games on, on console are actually made for controllers. Yeah. Um, the the racing wheels are just too cumbersome. They are. I, I've had the Xbox one where you like clip it to your coffee table and all that kind of stuff, and the pedals move all over the place. And yeah, I mean they're cool. It's fun, but if I'm going to do well, I I need a controller. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is, next time we challenge each other, you're going to be on a racing wheel to give me a handicap. Yeah, I'll still beat you though. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I could see it happening. <laughs> Especially if it's reach racing, man. There, that is my. Oh, I love it. I have I've put well over a thousand hours into Halo Reach, and probably ninety percent of that was on racing. Oh, I believe it. But to be honest, I'd probably do better if you weren't playing these crazy ass maps. I mean, <laughs> you're not supposed to do the loop arounds. In Halo Reach, the, the physics don't handle that nicely. <laughs> Just because you can't, it doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's the live by, sir? <laughs> uh, so we touched on briefly, you know, with your with your old clan, um, how it's you know how it is Marvel related there. So you uh, you're probably one of the, the biggest people that I know uh, that's a big Damn, comic, dude, I'm trying comic to lose book weight. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so what a uh, what what is your what is your comics of choice or your you know your DC mm. versus Marvel and and uh, then I want to get to some uh, some body art questions here. Okay, well anyone that knows me knows I'm hundred percent Marvel. It's a good choice. I I completely agree. I've always been a big X Men. Whatever. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Well, there is a caveat to this. So I've always been a big X Men fan. I've always loved the way Marvel handles stories. They, they tie things up with a very nice bow. And you can consume a Marvel story and have all the emotions that you would have in any other story, but there's the art and the characters that is just so well thought out. And all the characters are very human. And that's what I've always liked about them. My issue with DC. Now, Jay, I know you're a big Superman guy. And... Over the past couple of years, I've come to appreciate Superman. Just put that out right there. We're good. Because I used to hate him. Because I had <laughs> never read his more serious comics. I read, I've, I've since read the Injustice series. I've read the uh, Red, Red Sun. I've read 
a ton of Superman comics, a ton of Batman comics, which Batman, I still fucking hate. I think he's the biggest waste of character ever. <laughs> but I really appreciate his surrounding cast. So he I've does. Read his a villains ton of are Bat- amazing. His villains are great. I, I love um, all his Robins. I love everyone surrounding Batman. I just don't like Batman. And so DC, I know a lot about the comics. Marvel, I could tell you the history of any character. I just, I eat that up. I love it. <laughs> so, that's sounds, uh, that's my personal opinion. Sounds like we need a superhero trivial pursuit night with the clan. Ooh, oh, that dude, would that would be a really good time. I think we should do it. Over that, with some yes. shots. Yo, mm. you tell me when, and I'm there. All right, I'll, I'll put it on my to-do list, and then we'll uh, we'll get something set up. I am kind of like the I'm gaming stoked. committee. So. I mean, that sounds yeah. like a mania party for sure. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> this, is a, this isn't my podcast. This is game. Let's get back to him. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, obviously we're huge gamers, all of us. Um, but Gambit, you specifically, what are you most proud of in the gaming world, achievement wise? Like just mm. that one thing that like you're never gonna not smile about. Oh man, I I don't know. So I, again, I'm not great at first person shooters though i love them halo reach is one of my all-time favorite games um i think that anytime i can get a major achievement that other people have a hard time with like there's one in halo reach called um if they came if you came to hear me beg great one and uh it's a great achievement you have to drop a certain amount uh, you have to fall to where uh, far enough to where it would have killed you had you not assassinated an elite for the kill and I got that within a few tries, and I've Oof. I know people that have tried for years to get that achievement. Mm-hmm. So things like that are pretty freaking cool. But yeah. in but but when it comes to it, I think um, beating Halo Reach Legendary by myself is probably my my proudest. Ooh. Congratulations to that one. It's a it's a rough grind, but yeah, I love it. It uh, that was a that was that was a good one. <clears throat> I've done it in pieces throughout. I don't I actually don't have the achievement because I did it one. I did most of it on the 360, and then some of it on the Xbox One. <laughs> so I need to f- go back and do the levels that I missed on the the Xbox One. Yeah, if you did it once, you could do it again. Oh, I know I can. I'm not worried about that. It just uh, I need to get that achievement just so I have a little shiny thing. That's right. You <laughs> no. gotta have that have that badge there. I don't know why, now, man. Achievements are so satisfying when you get oh, bleep that, bloop pops up and it's, that's oh, such it's a perfect great every time. That was my text tone for the longest time. Oh, that's a good one. Now, uh, Jay, I hate to take control here, but you had mentioned body art, and I did want to touch on that. Yep, that was going to be my next question. So, <laughs> I, figured I, I have seen all or most of it in person, so go on and... Uh, so you think. Ex- ex- oh... <laughs> That's just more opportunities in the future. <laughs> this is nothing but a win. Hey, Gambit, yeah. we slept in bed together, so you don't know what I saw. Oh, shit, we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> um, so my, my entire left side of my body, from my hip to my uh, left wrist, is a... It's a Batman. We'll call it... Yeah, yeah, it's a giant Batman tattoo. <laughs> uh, no. We'll, we'll call it a tribal design but it's a hollow tribal design with filled in with Marvel characters and Marvel items. Each each segment has its own character. Okay. Um, so my my entire left side, and I've got the Iron Man arc reactor on my chest. Um, 
I've got a dark tower tattoo all the way down my right arm and a couple of man tattoos here and there. I've got a Star Wars tattoo on my back that takes up a good chunk of my back. It's a Mandalorian skull. And uh, I've got the the Extra Life logo on my, my ankle because that was a stretch goal when we raised uh, 2500 bucks for Extra Life. And uh, my geeky uh, Jolly Roger with a... It's a uh, 16-bit Mario Mushroom with a Keyblade and a uh, Halo Energy Sword uh, crossing below it. So that's that's those are the main ones. Nice, nice. So I mean, let's uh, let's continue with this whole outside of gaming thing. Like outside of gaming, what's your favorite hobby? Like, what do you do? Who is Gambit outside of the Xbox? Typically, I am either out kayaking or working on my boat. Those those are the two activities that really take up a lot of my time these days. Those are good ones, though. Yeah, I love it. You know, obviously hanging out with my son and my wife and, you know, the family stuff. But when I'm alone, I'm probably working on the boat or kayaking. And we've talked about it a little bit, but this boat is where you live. That's your house right now, right? I am sitting on it currently, yes. So you could say you're on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah, I am. <laughs> 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 All right, where would you, uh, if you could, where would you take the boat anywhere? Well, this boat is very slow, so it's not going far. Um, it's This thing is an island, I, I, I try that again, it's an island hopper, is what they're classified as, they're uh, mini yachts, uh, okay. it's a 1982 trawler, so it's probably not going to go very far. I could probably take a week off and get to and from San Diego. Um, but that's about how long it would take. <laughs> it's an extremely <laughs> slow boat. I think our top speed is eight knots. So not going to get too far. But if I could travel anywhere in the world, I'd probably find myself either in Venice or Florence or Maybe not Scotland. right now, though. Probably not right this second. I hear flights are super cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> but you're paying for a virus, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, a little pandemic going on. Technically, you're paying for the chance, so it's not guaranteed you're going to get it. If I'm flying to Italy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, man. So you weren't born on a boat, I'm guessing. You mind uh, no, telling everybody no, uh, where where you uh, originated from here? Uh, I was born in Long Beach, California. LBC. And, uh, LBC. Yep. Um, lived in Fraser Park, a little mountain town, most of my life, and then well, most of my my impressionable years. And then when I was eleven or twelve, we moved to Simi Valley area, and I've been kind of floating around that area with the exception of a four-year stint in Arizona. And I, I think we know somebody else from Arizona that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Griffin himself. I actually just yeah. saw him at his wedding oh. uh, just before before this whole lockdown thing happened. Wow, the the uh, elusive uh, TTL faith keeper, the baby maker. Wow. That's right, the bearded baby bearded maker. baby maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that guy, uh, good guy, salt of the earth, right there. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. Good people is what we call it. So how many other uh, clan people have you had the opportunity to meet then? I don't know. <laughs> I've been to two lands, so, you know, some crossover there between the two of them, probably 25 to 30 people. And then 
Jay, I know you were at the Lance, but I've driven down to San Diego to see you. Mm -hmm. I used to live near SSG Burrito uh, when I was in Arizona. Um, obviously, Faith Keeper, no, he's, he's TTL, but regardless. Um, Marvel used to live very close to me. Uh, Code has come through town. So it, we're, we're, we live so close to L.A. that a number of people come here anyway. So I get to snag them as they come through. Yeah, that's that's nice. a good for like setup. Lunch or it's it's awesome. Do you, uh... Um, you know, J Jetstream or Jet these days uh, flew down from Canada to officiate my wedding. Uh, oh, that's cool. That's so I didn't cool. know that. Yeah. Oh, and then Kinetic. I used to work with him. Um, yeah. Oh, so I, I've. Uh, he lives in Japan right now, Osaka. Oh, oh good wow. for him. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he's doing his own little journey in the world, and he's loving every moment of it. But nice. yeah, so to answer your question, I I'd say probably upwards of thirty to thirty-five. Do you have a favorite? And I <laughs> forewarn you, if it's not mania, it's probably wrong. <laughs> I'm not no, gonna out dude. you like that. You don't have to answer. <laughs> not even a little bit. I love you all. You guys are are my extended family. It's funny. I there are people in SSG that I have never met that I would consider one of my best, some of my best friends. Yeah, that's what's um, up. It's it's awesome. Ghost being a primary example. I I talk, talk to him constantly, but I've never met the dude in real life. That's that's the beauty of SSG. I would give any one of you guys a shirt off my back. Well, that's the and case, gals, of course. <laughs> you well, Manny would give anybody his pants. So <laughs> hey, pants. Oh, are I already have necessity. Those. <laughs> you already have my pants. Is that what I just heard? <laughs> what? No. I've... You didn't have anything go missing at the land, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought I accounted for security back, uh, <laughs> getting back to my, my place was a little tight though, for some reason. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, right. that's, uh, quite a few people in SSG that I have met and adore. Yeah. No, everybody here is, uh, they're, they're great and we can't really say that enough. Um, no, but anyway, like, let's, uh, let's go back to the early days. What's. What's that first video game? The thing that got you hooked on gaming? My dad bought, the day it came out, a Nintendo Entertainment Center, NES. God, you're old. Okay. Never never heard of that one. I know I'm old. It's, <laughs> that really, really marked my age there. But I remember playing Super Mario Brothers with my sister on Christmas Day, and that was it. That's all I needed. It was From that day forward, I was a Nintendo, hardcore Nintendo guy. Then, Xbox dropped, and I was always that guy in my group of friends that was that was always the best at the 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 racing games, the fighting games. I was just I was good at games, you know. And that was this was well before the internet when I was shown that I was not good at games. But <laughs> until Xbox came out, I was always that guy. And uh, a buddy of mine invited me over to play this game called Halo. We played Hang 'em High Snipers, mm -hmm. and he wiped the floor with me. I had never played an FPS like that, and it just, he destroyed me. And because I was always that guy, I went home that day, bought an Xbox, bought Halo, played it for two weeks straight, called that guy back up, and said, hey, you remember that uh, that game we played a couple weeks ago? It was a, was a Halo? Let's let's play that again. I want to try it again. <laughs> and I kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, been an Xbox guy since. So that's pretty much my, my trajectory. I've had pretty much every Nintendo game or Nintendo system. I've had Jaguars. I've had 
um, Dreamcast, Sega's, uh, Sega CD, everything. I, I just, I collect them and I have them all still. Um, I'm just, I love it. I love the retro stuff. And so I'm looking up the NES here. And so it came out in, uh, 1985. They continued to make it until 95 was its lifespan. Damn. Like that's, I still have the one my dad bought on that day. That's awesome. And that, that thing still works. That those things are freaking. Do you tanks. have to wiggle the cords a little bit? Oh no! You have to. What you have to do is you, you plug it in. You blow in it first, mm-hmm. and then when of you're course. pushing the game, yeah, of course. When you're pushing the game in, you push the pressure down before it actually gets to the slot. Then it goes down, and then you push it in further. That's the only way it'll work. I used to remember <laughs> the trick. The trick we used to do is put a second cartridge on top and leave like, yeah, the door yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yep. Oh man, I uh, when I was younger, I was a Sega Genesis kid, and the cords, the power cord, was so oh. frayed. We actually had to lay down like a VHS or another Genesis controller <laughs> on top of the cord, just to make sure the connection was fine, so it didn't turn off on you. But if you walked too hard in the house, you were screwed. And of course, there weren't <laughs> saves back in those days, you know. <laughs> Mom, what so, are you doing? <laughs> so, that's a funny thing old systems we had all these little tricks and bullshit to to make them work properly now if there's a glitched frame people lose their ever-loving shit and they, it they cracks throw it me away. up the dichotomy it's just amazing right well we um, can't say that fully perception. we can't say that fully i remember hearing stories about people wrapping their xbox 360s in a towel oh, like yeah. that's some but good yeah they shit. bitched about it the whole time <laughs> that's true they did what i'm saying is nintendo it's just you just did this it was thing, just part of that's it right how it worked yeah, yeah that was part of the experience <laughs> yeah. everyone knew you had to blow in a cartridge right that was, that yeah was just it. everybody knew the tricks and that's that's another thing how how did they know the tricks there was right. no internet there was no spreading of information it was all schoolyard it was yeah just word of mouth that's incredible yeah i was uh listening to the accidental tech podcasts and the last two of them they've been talking about retro gaming a lot how a bunch of them actually have the old consoles and how they've been playing and showing their kids and that kind of stuff but they've been bringing up a lot of um emulators and so um like i built a retro pie a couple years ago and then uh remy you and i've talked about doing the um like the Nintendo, like the official emulators, right? Like when on the on the yeah. Wii and the Switch, how they have all the their consoles and things like that. So, ha- have your kids gotten into any of that kind of stuff, or um, uh, are you, my you played son, it? The retro stuff. I've the, the only things I've done is the Virtual Console on on the Wii, I believe. Yeah, the Wii because it had a much more comprehensive library. Yep. Um, I have the Nintendo Online for Switch, which is subpar if at best. Uh, that's actually the reason I bought the Switch in the first place. Um, but as far as retro gaming and my son getting into it, he really doesn't care. I've tried. I've tried to instill that that nostalgia in him. He just does not care. It's hard <laughs> these days, though, because like gaming has come so far from back yeah. in the day, you know. And we love the older items because we grew up with it. You know, it hits right in the nostalgia exactly. Yeah. And but you know, some of the games that. Even I, I, some of the games I even I loved, like I just can't go back and play them because they yeah. just didn't age well. And I sit there and I'm like, you know, it'd be a PlayStation One game, and looking at the graphics, I'm like, really? Like this was top of the line back then, and it just didn't <laughs> age. Like I was calling my parents in to be like, you can't even tell the difference from real life, and <laughs> and obviously you could tell the difference from real life. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, I love the retro, but yeah, my son couldn't care less. 
Although he did get into that that game that came out on the Switch, the Sonic Mania, the 32-bit. Oh, which huh. was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, that's about it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, do you have a do you have a guilty pleasure game? Something that you're not proud to admit, but you can admit right here in front of everybody. Oh, dude, I have so many. I <laughs> I am not ashamed to admit my guilty pleasure games. I love things like Human Fall Flat and Ultimate Chicken Horse. And I haven't heard that one. Oh, dude, do yourself a favor <laughs> and download it because it is it the it is the most entertaining party game on this planet. Um, I know certain people that may have may or may not have been in a little uh, group called the Sons of Glitches that disagree with me. Wait, there was disagreements Uh, on that? Oh, God. Just a few. Just a few. Every so often. (laughs) But I I am a big fan of the nonsense game. I love games that like intentionally have wonky controls um, to figure those out and master them over banging your head against the wall. I love that kind of thing. I think it's hilarious and fun. A yeah. lot of people don't have patience for that kind of thing. That's for my sure. real guilty pleasure. As far as games are concerned. There was one. Was it called like, a Felix the Reaper? No. <laughs> no. That no. was called Bendy. The, are, you, is, are you talking about Bendy and the Ink Machine? Maybe. That sounds familiar. I might be way yeah. off base. That's another one, man. That game was a trip. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. I hated it because I hate horror games, but I kind of love them at the same time you hate horror games i hate horror games How? i can handle horror movies i can handle haunted houses but horror games to me are just terrifying like that's resident a... evil type games i anything that's gonna jump out and scare me yes <laughs> I, am, I am a true blue chicken shit all right that's something new i didn't know about okay. oh man yeah if you go back and, and watch any of the sun's videos you'll see a few of me playing alien isolation oh and scary games. god mm, i just downloaded god, dude, that I'm one such a chicken shit it, i'll walk into <laughs> corridors backwards just not just to not see what's coming oh yeah that, I, <laughs> oh, I, I put a couple hours into that game it was oh suspensefully god my heart terrifying. can't handle it i can't yeah. handle it yeah i will say <laughs> i myself i love horror games absolutely love them you're a mad um, man when it came out though resident evil 7 that one gets to me too much and i can't play that game because my anxiety just shoots through the roof when i'm playing it but and probably because a lot like the alien isolation that you're talking about yeah yeah i'm not about that (laughs) i'll do it i'll do it if it'll make some good content but beyond that i'm not playing a horror game by myself not happening i got you i'm just looking up the alien isolation and one of the things that came up was vr like no, oh, yeah, just imme- immediately fuck no, that. no. So many levels that. of no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Speaking of VR, uh, game, where do you see gaming going these days? Like VR starting to get some traction. I don't know what the uh, mixed reality is doing, but um, what do you think? I think AR has its place in the tech world, but I don't think it has its place in gaming. You're talking I think v- AR yeah, I'm talking like VR. AR. 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 Okay. All, um, um, I, I think that VR, okay, first off, Jay, I know you have, uh, yep. Eric, have you ever done any actual VR? No, I have not. Okay. So you cannot express how incredible it is until you actually do it. It's amazing, especially if it's a good setup and it's a good, if you're, if you're in a really good spot, it's the most incredible immersive thing ever. That makes sense. That goes sense. from... 
Um, the the void is what we did in Vegas, that where cool. you're walking through. Oh god, that was cool. You're walking through these scenarios. Um, there was one we did with the Star Stormtroopers. One was a horror thing, and every movement you make, every puzzle is an interactive, like physical engagement. So you're doing, you're pushing buttons on the wall and everything, and they're actually there. So you, there's a tactile response, and the smells and the heat, and it's just. Oh, it was so freaking cool. Oh, that's right. They had um, heat and everything. It was like a 3D sense thing. Yeah, it was, it was and the smells and everything. It was just, it was so immersive. I was nervous walking across a, a bridge over lava. I know it wasn't <laughs> real, but it was very real to my mind. So until you can experience that, you don't understand how cool VR can be. Yeah, I mean, you're walking across like a plank with going towards Darth Vader with lava underneath you and you could feel the heat and smell like the sulfur. Like it was pretty intense. It was intense. It was amazing. And I, so in my personal opinion, I think that's where theme parks are probably going eventually. Mm. I can um, see that. There will be the traditional theme parks, of course, but I think we're going to see a lot more VR experiences, which I am okay with. Well, um, something as far as my place needs to happen. Cause I'm not going to drop 200 <laughs> bucks to get a rig no, set up. Yeah, it's 40 bucks pop. Have fun. But that being said, if you're interested in it, that 200 bucks, nothing. For the amount of time you're going to spend in that headset, 200 bucks is dirt cheap. It is it's an experience. I highly highly recommend you try it somewhere at least once. I cannot cannot speak better about it. <laughs> I I've always had trouble like paying for non-tangible things like the things that you just experience like it's hard for me to you know even even like when uh, like my wife and i were dating or when we got married before we had kids or even now with kids like going to paying you know if you're going to go on a big trip and spend two or three thousand dollars on going to disney or going to universal or going to a thing where at the end of the day when you're done with it you've got nothing but maybe pictures and memories right especially when the kids are younger and i'm like man they're not even gonna you know i'm gonna remember it they're not gonna remember it um, I always really struggle with that. I've gotten a lot better um, in the last several years here, but I was always much more willing to put money on tangible things than I have been like the experiences. And luckily, it's something I've kind of gotten over here. But see, I am one hundred percent different on that. I am all about the experience. I don't give a shit about belongings. The only things I really care about are like the things that connect me to like you guys, my Xbox, mm -hmm. my my you know my phone, things like that. I care about because that's my social circle that's that's who i care to talk to um but as far as paying for experiences yeah i'm 100 i mean i mean i'm living in a 200 200 square foot home so that i can experience living on the water yeah um you know ashley and i went to i think 23 concerts last year um we we devour experiences i i I'm more than happy to shell that out before I'll shell anything out for a physical item. What's your favorite experience then? Skydiving for Ashley's 30th birthday. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds like fun. That without a doubt, that was my best experience. That was when you, okay. So it was her birthday. It was her 30th birthday. We went on her birthday and because it was, it was her special day. I gave her the option of jumping out first or second. <laughs> I like it. She she had chose you, to go first. Had you done this before, either of you? No, neither of us. Okay. Had. So she chose to go first. I, I, Jay, I know you're married. Eric, I don't know what your relationship status is. But imagine watching the most important person in your life jump out of an airplane. 
It is. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Perfectly good. It, it is an experience. <laughs> that alone <laughs> is an experience. So they went first, and he, you know, I, we of course we went tandem because we had never done it before. And the guy that was on my back essentially said, you know, do you have any motion sickness? Do you have any fear of flips? Do you have any fear of anything? I'm like, no, let's do this. And so we went backflipping off the plane. Oh, my God. Nice. And we did a few spirals and a few spins, and then we pulled the chute, and he let me steer, and we started spiraling downward so we could catch up with Ashley. It was just the most exhilarating day of my life. Like, so much, so much adrenaline, I had a headache afterward. Oh, wow. It was just incredible. And everything I did afterward, best meal of my life, best, you know, best drinks of my life. I was just, it was exhilarating it gave you so much life it's just that's the kind of thing that i just devour no i got you that's cool i mean i personally i haven't gone skydiving would love to and everybody thinks i'm crazy when i say that especially when they hear that i would not go bungee jumping i'll jump out of a plane i'm right there with you dude but i'm not gonna jump off of a a bridge and people say well why not like what's the difference about it well, you jump out of a plane, you jump out of the plane, you go down, you land. When you jump off of a bridge, you go down, and then you come back, come up, back up, and then you go down. By your cord, <laughs> <or> you... <laughs> and then you come back up, and then you come down, and then up, and then down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not one for uh, for bungee jumping. I have no desire. No, yeah, that, sure. that does not sound like fun. But yeah, I've always wanted to do the skydiving thing. I think... You know, I think I'd have a hard time getting the nerve to do it myself. But like, if we, you know, if it was something like a LAN or, or something like that, like a group of people that was kind of say, planned. Jay, Eric, right here, right now, next land that we're all three at, we're skydiving. Ooh. Oh, uh, I, you know what? I've been trying to tell Come myself on. to say yes to more things, so I'm going to commit to this. That. Hell yes! <laughs> I love that this is recorded. <laughs> oh, we got a, a skydiving pact. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Well, it's kind of funny <laughs> that skydiving came out because me personally, with one of my cousins, I have a suicide pack because a long time ago, him and I, we both sat there and said, you know, if we live up to 80, that's too much life. So at 80 years old, let's go skydiving and just forget to pull the parachute. And of course, it doesn't work that way, right? Like, <laughs> you can't just go skydiving by yourself at 80 years old, but it was kind of fun. I still kind of think about that from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the awesome. tandem guy, you know, he's going to kind of be like, hey, man, we need to pull the chute. Uh, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gramps, pull the cord. <laughs> that guy behind me, he doesn't have a suicide pack. He's going to pull the chute. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. So, all right, to get it to get it back down on earth here. <laughs> what uh, what do you what do you do for a living, uh, Gambit? What do you how do you how do you make that money? Live on that boat? Well, it's funny you ask that right now. <clears throat> uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and as of yesterday, I am officially unemployed. So uh, I used to be a manager at a um, a marketing agency. Um, I ran a team of seven people, and we assisted small businesses with their marketing software. <clears throat> Things like Marketo, um, Acton, Pardot, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. So the salespeople for these programs are very good at what they do. But the problem is, is that these small business owners buy these things and have no idea what to do with them, how to make them function. So we help them either, we either do it for them or we um, teach them how to do what they need to do. So we, we assist people in 
basically improving their marketing, getting their word out, whatever, whatever it is they need to do. So up until recently, that was what I did. So what it sounds like is you got plenty of time to play some Halo or something with me. We'll get that racing in. Well, what I yeah, I'm like, what actually what I'm doing is with my time, <clears throat> I have a number of projects that I want to work on. SSG Speaks is one of them. Um, there are a number of things that I want to build, to create, to you know, I have a YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels. So I have four, four, no, I have four YouTube channels. Excuse me, I have four YouTube channels. I have an app that I'm in the middle of development. I have a book that I'm in the middle of writing. I have a ton of projects that I'm just half-assing at the moment. I want to lock myself down, make myself essentially make it my job to get these things done out the door so that I don't have to go back to work. I don't have to work for somebody else. So with my time off, that's what I'm going to do. If I can't do this by the time my unemployment runs out, then my excuse of time has always been bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So we're about to find out, I'm about to either come to a very harsh, harsh realization or actually succeed. (laughs) So wish me luck. (laughs) So what, um, what is your, um, uh, what are the YouTube channels? So I know, but, but tell everybody about your, um, at least your, uh, probably your newest one, right? Is, is your boat life channel, right? Yep, yep. It's called Big Little Lives. Um, there are five episodes out so far. I'm working on the sixth one right now. It's a little more complex, so it's taking me a little longer to get out. But uh, it's basically just, well, not just, but it's it's a story of you know how my wife and I decided to move onto a boat, what our experience with boating is, what we're dealing with. Um, you know, we've replaced two decks on this thing. We've pulled out the support beams and replaced them. We've we've done so much work on this boat, and we have no idea what we're doing. So all of this has been a very, very difficult learning process, but I'm documenting everything. Um, yeah, sure. So I'm cutting together videos, and I'm having a blast with it. And I honestly, the first few months of living on this thing, there were leaks um, every time it rained, which last year was an insane rainy season. Uh so we had to replace the decks and the first few months were really brutal but as we've finished those projects this is the best decision we've ever made so i'm trying to express that through the channel um just the the hardships the life how we deal with things how we do dishes is different than a normal person how we do our laundry is different than a normal person so we have you know the fact that we have internet on the boat is now a big deal Um, yeah it sounds like a big deal connecting connecting the entire marina to internet because in the four and four years that this place has been in operation no one's been able to figure it out and i just did two weeks ago so it's pretty exciting and that's what the channel is about well oh, everybody's great. lucky to ha- everybody's lucky to have a nerd on the on the marina now <laughs> yeah everyone keeps calling me it now <laughs> <laughs> but i've got a couple others um we've got the sons of glitches which is on a little bit on hiatus at the moment but with my time now, I intend to revive it. Um, I've got another one. And what uh, what is called... that channel about? The Sons of Glitch. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's a gaming channel. We just we play stupid games. We have fun. We fuck around. We give each other shit, and we just record it. And then I cut together fun, exciting videos and see what the public thinks. So, that's you know, it's your typical run of the mill gaming channel with a couple of crazy guys that like stupid games. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't so. that most of it though? It is. <laughs> it is. 
And then I've got another one called uh, Moments of Serenity, which is just um, videos of sunrises and sunsets. Um, I'll go out, you know, we, Ashley and I were in Tahoe last year. She is a trooper, by the way. She got up at 3.45 a.m. to paddle across a lake with me so that we could get the perfect sunrise video. And we did, and it was awesome. Um, but that's, when when it comes to experiences, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about, Jay. I love right. that kind of thing. I will always have that memory of hearing a bear on the edge of the lake, <laughs> paddling across it. Did you shit Almost. yourself? I would have. We got in the paddle in the, the kayaks a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but paddling across that, that glass lake, watching the sun come up, um, watching the world wake up. Uh, that That's what that channel is all about. It's just the invigoration of life. The, the, the coming should, uh, You should plug that in a Discord. I'd be interested in seeing some of that. Yeah, dude. I'd be happy to. That's another one that I've been kind of neglecting lately, and I really want to get it back up and running. So Sorry. I'll definitely plug that. But uh, and I've got another one that I haven't touched in years, and I'm thinking about reviving it. It's called J by J Productions, but there's only one video on there, and we'll see if there are going to be more. <laughs> So how did you, you know, so, you know, you've got this, this background with all, all of the marketing and stuff like that, you know, for your, your work work. And it really feels like you've got a whole passion, right? Like right now you do all, all of this audio work with all the different podcasts you've been, been a part of, you do all this video work and, um, like for this show, you do all the editing, right? I, I'm, I'm betting you do all the, the video editing too, right? So how, how did you... Yep. Was that all just like a passion project for you, or is that something you? I mean, obviously you're trying you're trying to make money out of this now, but is that something you were ever trained in, or is that just something that you just do because you love it? So, the yes, that that's I do it because I love it. I do it because I have this creative itch that if I don't scratch it, I become very grumpy. <laughs> so, when I can't create something, when I don't have a project that I'm working on on the side. I feel useless. My my job, my work, does not satisfy me. Funny enough, that's actually how I learned all of this, though. So I got the job in my first marketing agency, and the client that I was hired to assist with, um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of there for grunt work, left within a week or two of me getting it. So my boss came to me and said, hey, I've got this this program. Here's Here it is. Here's Marketo. Figure out what we can do with it. In the meantime, I have this other idea of a gaming channel. Let's figure out something we can do that with that. Eric, I'm sure you remember The Ultimate Gamer. Mm, those are good memories. That's what that was. Mm. So I learned, I'm 100% self-taught because that was dropped in my lap and I saw an opportunity. So I went home and I learned how to use all these items, uh, all these programs. And I'm certainly not the best that I know, but... Every time I make a video, I figure something else out new, so I improve just by doing. And that's just something I love doing. I love editing. Audio editing is probably my favorite. Video editing, second, right, right, right underneath it. So it's it's always been a passion project. That's good. I mean, like you get a lot of sense of uh, accomplishment out of that. You know, being yeah. able to create something like that and share it with the world. I love it. And at the end of the day, if something were to happen to me, I have hours upon hours upon hours of myself, my, my true personality on video. You know, if, if it were hard for other people to pass on, if it were, you know, 
someday my son might be watching those once I'm, I'm gone. And it, you know, remind me of dad. Who knows? And it's just really neat to have that, that legacy, as simple as a, a YouTube video or podcasts out in the world, to have something that I created, something that people can look back on, whether they do or not. It exists. And I, I, I love start that. This. It's, I love it. It's it really fulfilling to me. Always has been. So it could be your legacy, you could say. <laughs> yep. Yes, it could. <laughs> That's a, a, a an OG gamertag reference for all you. Guys. That's right. See, I'm too young for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is because I didn't know what that reference was. So when I joined, uh, when I joined the TTL forums, my name was the Legacy Virus. Um, and I went through a number of gamer tags that had the word legacy in them. My first SSG gamer tag was SSG Legacy. Um, but before you came around, I switched to Gambit and have been ever since. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Sounds like there's always a history before me, which is exactly how <laughs> life works for anybody else who uh, wants that yep. kind of mindset. <laughs> so, no, it's all, I mean, that's. It's great work, and honestly, from what I've seen so far previously, I mean, you do great, great work, and you know, I appreciate Thanks, everything man. you do, honestly. So, yeah, keep but it I up. I greatly appreciate that. I have every intention on doing so. Good. Now that I have all this time, I'm gonna make a lot of shit. You guys are gonna get sick of me. <laughs> Maybe oh, I'll let boy. you know. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh man. So Remy. You and I, one more passion I'd like to talk about is the Dark Tower because that, ah, yes. that is what led me to the TTL forums, you know, and kind of this weird oh. and indirect way. That, that's how I got to TTL. It wasn't even because of gaming. It was because the TTL forums were called Midworld, which is uh, part of the, the Dark Tower series. That, that's where everybody yep. everybody lives. So um, have, were you were you into the dark dark tower like in the beginning i came to it i came to it real or in the middle so i got i got into the whole series about book four so i was kind of lucky i didn't i missed the huge gap in time when (laughs) yeah with all the writing and stuff but where where did you Uh, fall when you found it i joined ttl forums without any idea what midworld was oh um so i you know once i figured out what was going on i quickly read the books and just fell in love with them uh, my, my actually my boat's name is named Matron, and that's the <laughs> turtle that turtle, holds the earth yeah. on his back. Yep, um, I am a huge huge fan of that series. My right arm is dedicated to that series uh, tattoo. So yeah, okay. huge huge fan. But that's I, I picked it up late, read it shortly after joining that. So around the time that SSG was starting, I was in the middle of it, and it's is and always will be one of I'd say three favorite series, maybe four. Well, there's series. Twilight. We've talked about Twilight. So. Well, it's gotta be. <laughs> actually, I have read it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my I think my favorite series is the Dark Tower. The Harry Potter series is phenomenal. And the Incarnations of Immortality. Uh, I which don't is, think I know that one. Yeah, that's a new one to me, too. It's a Piers Anthony book. Um, it's, it was started in the 80s, so it's a little hokey. But like the, all the good entire ones series... Yeah, of course. If it's not a little hokey, where's the fun? Exactly. Um, the series, it's a seven book. We don't count the eighth book because it was an absolute dumpster fire. So Ooh. a seven book series. Actually, we can start at, stop at six and I'm happy. But <laughs> the first book is about the specter of death, um, the Grim Reaper. Um, the character 
right out the gate kills the Green Reaper and it's kind of the Santa, uh, the Santa Claus thing where he has to take over the position. Ah. And so he's dealing with the morality as to whether or not he's killing these people. Da, 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 da. And there's a whole story that wraps around it. The second one is about Kronos and it wraps around the same story. He lives backwards huh. through time and it's wrapped around the same story. So he has inf- his influence. And then the third one also wrapped around the same story, but she has three lifetimes because she's faith or fate, excuse me. So she has the three incarnations of faith. Then the fourth one is about war, uh, Mars, the actual character. The fifth one is about Mother Nature. All five of these books, the main protagonist is Satan. The sixth book is from his point of view. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, fuck, I agree with him. Oh, shit, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and it's just the most well-written story I, it just, it, it really throws you for, because every time you read a new story, you get a little bit more of this, this overarching story that you're reading. And it's from a completely different perspective, completely different motives. And it just builds on each other until the last one. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't see any of that coming. <laughs> so it's just, I've read it probably 10 times. Oh, wow. And Are it's, they big uh, books? No, no, they're, they're typical eighties fantasy sci-fi novels. So you're looking at couple hundred pages maybe maybe three to four hundred pages max so pretty quick read then yeah i don't know which is I why mean, i've read them so many times i'm sure <laughs> i i enjoy books as much as the next guy but i don't understand how people can reread the book which is weird because like i'll replay video games i'll rewatch movies it's the exact same thing I, yeah i can i can see how that would be but i don't i can't do it for myself if it's good enough, you want to re-experience it. Maybe I need a better book. That's could Sounds very like possibly the case. <laughs> well, have you read The Dark Tower? No, actually I haven't. Have you read the Harry Potter series? Yes, I have. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I got Harry Potter. Incarnations, obviously. All right. Well, yeah, that's that was something. a new one. <laughs> that See, that's another one of my... I have a... Oh, I forgot to mention my uh, Harry Potter tattoo as well. Yeah. Well, now you have a new excitement. You can start the uh, Dark Tower series. There you go. Do it. I might. I'll definitely let you guys know when I do. Well, hold on. I don't want to sign up that right now. If I do, no. wait. Are we doing? already committed to uh, <laughs> Yeah, you guys get one commitment out of me at a time, right? <laughs> We're gonna need to do another podcast if you want more. Oh, <laughs> uh, can't wait for yours. I'm gonna get all kinds of packs. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm signing up for. I don't know why I do this to myself. Because uh, <laughs> right. you love it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here before we, you know, shed any more blood and have some kind of weird, weird other pact going on. So, Gambit, thank you for being our ho- being our uh, our guest, not the host this yeah. time. So we That's appreciate me. it. It was a lot and, of fun. Yeah, and it's fun, it's fun to be on this side. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, you got to get grilled, and you know, don't know what's coming next. I guess so. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm looking forward to my chance. I mean, down the future, whenever that is. But I mean, like, thanks for having me, co-host. I mean, this was this yeah, was a man. good time. And whenever you need somebody else, let me know. We may uh, we may do that. So I will, uh, we have ideas. Minds we have yes. ideas. Many ideas. That's cool. <laughs> yes, folks. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Or, I guess listening. We'll listen. <laughs>